How's it going? Good morning on this uh, Monday morning here in Chicago. Today, I got three topics for you. Uh, we're going to talk about... Oh, I just had a freaking brain fart. Ah, now I remember. Today, we're going to talk about all those voices in your head and in your life. Who should you listen to? Who should you trust? Who should you talk to to uh, have them talk about your strengths and your weaknesses? A lot of those soul-bearing things and life-changing things. And we're also going to be talking about a little hack I have for the upcoming Madden game, how you can maximize any team you play as in your career or franchise mode. And we're going to also talk about, really, how long should you be working out in the gym? Alright, stay tuned, have a good Monday. Good morning, everybody. When I was uh, listening to my morning podcasts before I decided to broadcast my own quick version, um, there was one by uh, there was one podcast done by a communications expert, and she was talking about you know the overwhelming feeling of trying to be good at everything, and of course you can't be good at everything. Um, that's not the point of today's episode. My point of today's episode is you gotta be picky about who you listen to and who you trust as far as their opinions about you, what they think you're good at, and what they think you're not good at. It's a funny story. I was in eighth grade. I looked like a total nerd. I had really super loose baggy clothes on. I had a bland t-shirt with a bland button-up, which is flannel, and then really weird corduroy jeans. And I had these big, big old glasses, you know, just like those size of glasses that like take up half your head. Like they cover your eye and nearly your nose. So by all intents and purposes, I looked like a total nerd. And most of these clothes were bought at a flea market. I lived in South Carolina during this time in eighth grade. So no one knew me. I came from out of state, came from Illinois. Um, I was socially awkward. So, you know, a lot of my dialect, a lot of my voice is kind of like what I am today. It talks really fast, sometimes overly technical, but I didn't really like school. So I didn't really have great grades. I just looked like a kind of guy that had great grades. Problem is, these eighth grade teachers, especially this one eighth grade teacher, was a massive, massive bitch. She thought I was gonna be hot shit. She transferred me right into honors English. Let me tell you something. I hate writing. Do you know I hate even worse? Reading. Do you know what I do nowadays? Audiobook. And then, if the audiobook is worthy of my attention, then I go and buy the same book on Kindle. Is it more costly down the road? Yeah, it is, but at least I have two different ways to absorb the medium. I can sit down there and try to absorb pages upon pages of book. It's just too hard for me. It's just not my bag. But this lady in 8th grade thought I could do it in honors. In honors. She knew nothing about me. I was maybe two months in, moved into that damn state. And maybe it was a week into the original English class I was in that she said, Hey, you can do honors. I failed badly. Horribly. And then I got sent back to the regular class, which was kind of embarrassing to be honest with you. But just goes to show you, even people you think are quote-unquote intelligent people, that bitch was just judging book by its cover. You know, never mind that I'm talking. To, I'm telling a story about me and telling a story about myself, and it's my own first-person perspective. But that bitch, that dumb bitch of a teacher, literally looked at some, you know, out of shape, baggy clothes wearing, giant glasses carrying, poor little Asian boy, and said, "Oh, wow, 
this kid looks like shit. He must be smart. I'm gonna put him in the same classroom as a bunch of other people who dress like shit and wear big glasses. Because he must be as smart as they are. Well, no. No, the answer is no. So, my big takeaway from this story, always trust your own instincts about who you are and what you represent and be very picky about the people closest to you and their opinions of you. I have maybe five people in my life that I'd say, that I'll go up to and say, look, you know me well and you have my best intentions in mind. What are my strengths that I gotta double down and what are the weaknesses I either have to sidestep or plug the hole? And I've been told many things. I should not, I'm not gonna share it because it's gonna take longer than the remaining 45 seconds I got. But I trusted those words. Everybody else, whether it's media or a person who don't know you or a person who doesn't know your story, I always take their words with a grain of salt. So, yeah, I'm recording this outside. If you hear any wind shop going on, apologize in advance. I'm on the rooftop of my gym. I've got 20 minutes till showtime. I gotta go out on the gym floor, uh, serve my clients, work with my people change lives for a living you know all that cliche stuff a trainer does but I did want to talk about what I'm looking forward to Madden 18 like I said before I always buy a Madden game about every two years skip out on a couple um, it doesn't mean I don't play Madden every year it just means that I don't buy the game last year I played Madden 17 17 using uh, a red box rental I had it for like a weekend and uh, I came up with a cool strategy I'd love to share with you guys I typically like playing as my hometown team, the Chicago Bears. Now, if you know anything about the Bears, you know they suck. They suck bad. So the way I tend to mitigate their suck and make them a better team, going into the first season of franchise mode, very easy. You look through the roster of all the other NFL teams. You look for the second string player to the star. During Madden 17, I found this uh, player, I think his last name is McKinnon. He was a backup, running back to Adrian Alday-Peterson, who had a lot of, still had good stats, despite being a, as old as he is, and he was nearly the best player on the Minnesota Vikings. Likewise, I find a little diamond in the rough before the season started. Um, some uh, quarterback made... Noam, his name just eluded me. He's the second string quarterback in the New England Patriots. Um, I had a girl I was dating who went to high school with, uh, I'm sorry, college with him. Uh, but it's the backup to Tom Brady. He's actually pretty good. His stats actually match Jay Cutler, stat for stat. A little less, uh, he was a little bit more durable, a little bit more mobile, uh, a little less deep accurate. But definitely a much better player than the freaking monkey contract that Jay Cutler had on the Chicago Bears. He got rid of Cutler, found out some way, somehow, got rid of him, got this new quarterback, same stats on the cheap, young enough that you can develop him. And yeah, that's how I rebuilt most of my Chicago Bears team. You look for the star in the NFL, then you go one step chart down, and look who is back at this. More times than not, it's best to find the Aaron Rodgers of the world while Brett Favre is still in play. Think about that for a second. All right, if you have any comments on your run-of-the-mill 
universal Madden football tips. Leave me comments on my social medias or comment in on the radio station. I'll talk to you guys in a bit. An awesome question came up a little bit ago and I wanted to answer. Uh, this was not on the AMA and in fact you're going to get another question answered later tonight on a separate AMA episode of my podcast. But this question was asked to me, um, actually by many people, the question was how often or how long should I work out in one sitting? My personal rule of thumb, if you are working out longer than 90 minutes, you are here way too damn long. It's 90 minutes is generous. Really, you should be in and out in an hour. If you know what you're doing, you should be done within 30 to 40 minutes. It's, I always give a little bit more time to people working out when they're still kind of getting, you know, antiquated with working out or learning how to go. They gotta pace themselves. Yeah, then you could go for a little bit longer. But for those types of meatheads out there that are like, oh, you gotta be in the gym for three hours a day for the next 20 years. There comes a point, it, there's an old stereotype, they call it uh, rate of diminishing returns. It applies in fitness. When you go work out and you're trying to get either stronger or more muscle or more toned or whatever you want to call it, there comes a point to the workout where you, it's like a movie. It's like you're building up to the climax of a movie. And <laughs> unlike climaxes in movies and climaxes and other things in life, you're not really sure when it is or if you've reached it. But one thing I do know about reaching the climax of your workout is that you are at the peak of all your feel-good hormones. For us fellas, it's a peak testosterone. For women, it's peak endorphins. But then after that, the cortisol starts building up, stress hormones, the exactly the opposite of what you're trying to do with your body hormones, the fat stores and the muscle breakdown hormones. That is what kicks in after a while of being in the gym too damn long. So yeah, you wanna get in and get out, get on with life. I'm a personal trainer, I live in a gym. I don't expect anyone to do what I do and do that exact same thing. You guys got lives. You guys got games to play. You guys got jobs to do. You guys got families to spend time with. You know, if you're in the gym for three hours out of sheer wanting to, you should reevaluate your damn life. But if you're doing it because your program is taking too dang long, then it is a problem with a program. Every single client I've ever worked with, I typically lay off the gas around 45 on the hour. And that comes with warming them up, hitting their strength portion of their workouts, hitting their metabolic muscle builder of the workout, maybe hitting a little bit more metabolic work. But after that, around 45, 50 on the hour, they are cashed. And that's when we know we did the biggest bang for the buck. I mean, you want another example? I, I typically don't like using them as an example, but it's a good one. Crossfitters, CrossFit wads. The old school wads used, used to take only 20 minutes to complete. Um, and that was for the best because 
they did all the reps, all the weights, everything at a maximum intensity. And these are all really highly technical exercises that they had to do at max intensity. Yeah, they went longer than 30 minutes. They were done and they were really at risk for injury. So most CrossFit wads back in the day, 20 minutes. You had a strength portion along with your wad, maybe an hour tops. And that gives you a generous amount of rest in between everything you're doing. So if you need me to elaborate on that, hit me with a comment any way you can. Call in on the call in on Anchor. Uh, hit me up on social medias uh, at Tango Bravo 247. Uh, you can find me on Twitter as well as Instagram, my favorite platform at this moment. So I will talk to you guys in a little bit. Have a good rest of your Monday.